Okay, if you serve it to me, then I right. spike it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Weekend Catch-Up Podcast. This right here, this is the podcast. This here's that podcast. This here's that podcast where we get you caught up on all things tech, pop culture, and trending news. In Oklahoma. In Oklahoma. We're on the Winniewood, border. Oklahoma. Yes. Hey, you were just talking about yeah. how you need help pivoting into topics. You yeah, but that's, that. that's like way later, though. That's a little taste of what's to come in Winniewood, Oklahoma. Uh, this week, we got a great podcast lined up full of um, some twists and turns and some true crime in this one. There's an emphasis yes. on true crime, weirdly, in both topics that we're addressing today. But before we get into it, we're going to talk about our weeks in pop culture. And mine, let me just fire it off here. Um, fired off. So there is a wildly popular 80s metal band called Megadeth. Okay? Hair? Hair metal? More like speed slash thrash metal slash just I've never like, known what a hair metal band is. Oh, I... I is it I'm, when they have hair? Yes. I mean, like hair metal, it's like the big frizzy hair that they like headbang oh, and stuff. Okay, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Just think like... Like that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Megadeth was at the Walmart Amphitheater here in... Ben, Rogers, Arkansas, uh-huh. and my buddy really wanted to go. He got tickets to go see it, and I went and saw them. I felt like I was in a level of Guitar Hero, <laughs> like the spectacle of it all, the flames on the stage. At one point, they had a giant robot come out on the stage. The it big was, robot looked really cool. It was very, like, it was just very... I, I just kept laughing, and my buddy was like, "What?" And I'm like, "This is the most like metal thing I've ever seen." It's a big robot, and, and it like, didn't have anything to do with the song, probably. I I, I, I no, couldn't okay. decipher okay. any words. Yeah. Um, but it was just, and I'm into like I've been to dozens of hardcore shows, which is like a different genre of heavy music, okay. and they're more like less on production value, more just like heavy music. Screaming. This was just like an over the top theatrical performance experience it was wild um at one point so they had these big led screens behind the band Uh and as the song was going there was like this anime music video happening for each song that had like a plot developing and it involved this robot jacking into a bunch of drones and using lasers to wipe out cities and it was just the most metal Okay. It's laser like when the lights. Iron Giant gets the red eyes. Yeah, like laser lights, flames, and it was just, yeah, mm-hmm. like at, I, at one point I thought the stadium was just going to become a giant dragon that we all rode together into Valhalla. Like it was just ridiculous. Nice. nice. I actually, I heard that metal's coming back, so. Yeah. It was, back. it was just unreal. And this is a wildly popular band. They have like 30 million listeners a month on Spotify or something like that. Like they really? are. They are ridiculously okay. huge. Because this um, is a very like corporate-y venue that they played. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's funny. And, and like the age range from the audience, I think the like it was anywhere between like 10 and like 90 years old. Because Megadeth was big in the 80s. So we're now out of the 80s by a pretty big margin. Yeah, and those 40 years. A lot of people. Year, 41, 42 Yeah, years ago. so like if you were in your 20s listening to Megadeth, you're now like in your 60s and you're going to see Megadeth yeah. at the amp. So Dang. it okay. was just a wild, right. a wild vibe. Seems like, seems like it was a fun time though. There seems was like a guy next fun. to me who could have been my grandpa 
And he was absolutely losing his mind. And I loved every second of it. So. Gotcha. Hey. So you went to the show last night. And yes. I had a similar pop culture experience. I, I don't. I don't go to a lot of shows. Yeah. Um, so I stayed home. Right. Isaac went with a buddy. Right. And I stayed home and I did what I'm calling my week of pop culture this week because I have a new and old obsession, catfish. Okay. So right. yeah, my, that's my week of pop culture. I've been watching a lot of the show Catfish. Yes. So I've been catching up on it. I started watching it because one of the first episodes is someone that lives nearby that I knew. Yeah, it's from Fayetteville, right? From Fayetteville. Yeah. It was a girl from Fayetteville that I knew from like school. She was yeah. like, I just, I kind of knew her. Um, her sister was in my grade. So I I knew about the show and yeah. there's like a documentary that the show is a spinoff of. Sure. And I've just been getting back into it. I love it. It's so dramatic and juicy. And I don't know. I I love it. I love the true crime of it all. Like the people catfishing the people. It's just that's it's kind of consumed by every time I turn on the TV. I'm watching catfish. It's kind of become the new office in our house. Yes, it is. Like how the office was on in our house every day. Just if the TV was on, the office was on. And that's kind of the new version of that now. We always always have one show like that. That's just background noise. So now it's just Well, what do you think about it? Because you started it and it was really depressing you because you felt bad for the people. But I don't know. I feel like the show is really good about taking... And that's how the documentary was, too. It really mm-hmm. tells, like, okay, what was your motivation for doing this thing to this other person? Like, yeah. why did you catfish this person? Right. And usually, like, it's not nefarious intentions. And even if it is, it's like, okay, well, explain yourself. Yeah. Please. And then it usually ends up like, okay, the couple never works out almost. But right. it shows, like, okay, I'm better off. Now that I know everything and that I have all the information, right. I, like the show helped me. Okay. Because now I know like this wasn't a good situation for me to be in. I've moved on. That's sure. how it always ends on kind of a on an up note. Right. So that's why I like it because it's like, okay, it's so dramatic, but then it always ends kind of on an up note. I just dislike it at I think a certain level because it's a you're, bunch of you're people. a very empathetic person. Yeah. It's it's people who are being taken advantage of, taken advantage of, and I just it it can't I can't let it sit with me in an entertainment like context. Well, uh, I enjoy the turnaround and I enjoy someone getting caught, but that always comes at the expense of someone's like heart getting shattered on screen, and that just kills me. I don't know. I know. It's. I just- it's definitely it, an it entertaining just, like, sucks show. Sucks you in, I think. Yes, so it does sort of suck you in and pull you into the plot because yeah. it has twists and turns all the way yeah. through it, um, and that's a neat like investigative portion of it. I like the investigative portion where they yes. they sort of weasel out who it is, um, or ferret out. Is it ferret out or weasel out? I think they ferret out who it is. Yeah. Okay. Um, they ferret out who it is, and I love that. I wish that I didn't even have to see like the part where the person finds out that the person they were talking to is actually like a 55 year old trucker from Minneapolis. Like that, that part absolutely kills me. It makes me so sad. It's just so interesting though, because everybody has like the weirdest motivations for catfishing someone. Like they just happen to start. Sometimes they're catfishing people who are on the show as catfishers. Yeah. And sometimes they're double catfishing each other and it's just like, oh my gosh, it's crazy. Yeah. So it's a, it's a bizarre show. Yeah, it really is. It's very captivating though. If you want something to like turn on and then you're not going to get tired of it in the first five seconds, like this is not that it totally captivates. It'll pull you in. Yeah. It's a good like laundry show, right? It's a great laundry show. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of great laundry shows, 
a whole new lineup of true crime documentaries coming to Netflix. There's a big whole announcement on it. One of them, notably, is LT Grey King. The Tiger King is going to be back. What are your thoughts on this? I, uh, it seemed like it ended. Yeah. Like, okay, here's here's the main problem. That was not... I watched a lot of documentaries. That was a bad documentary, everybody. That was not a good documentary. Okay. It had, like, no solid thesis. It had no, like, we saw this person committing atrocities, and yet he became, like, this weird anti-hero because we also hated his... We also hated Carol Baskin. Right. And it had no real, like, meaning to it mm-hmm. or... What did it? What was all of this for? Like, was this just a guy's descent into chaos and madness because of money? Like, that's kind of what we got. As it was a freak thesis. show. It was, it a, was freak a, show. a freak show, and it. I feel like if it had an overarching theme of like, okay, here's how we can protect animals. Yeah. Here's why you shouldn't be running a zoo if you're not a zoo. Like, yeah. I feel like that it should have had like an overarching plot, and it didn't. And so we brought in all these random characters like Doc Antle or whatever. And yeah. just it doesn't I don't know. We brought in a lot of bad guys, like two good guys. Yeah. And then just like they put it out and it made a ton of money. I feel right. like if it hadn't been for the beginning of the pandemic and like a featured documentary on Netflix, I don't think it. I don't like people wouldn't have watched it. So you think like if Discovery Channel made this, it would be less widely no, received? No, I don't think it would have been received at all. Like it, yeah. I don't think it would have. So I, I think that just the right like stars aligned for it to become mm-hmm. super famous, but it's yeah. not a good documentary. There's no overarching plot. He's in federal prison. Right. And he should be for all of the crimes against animals and people. Like he should be there. Yeah. So I feel like if we're going forward with a second season, can we try to have it be a little less cash grabby and actually suss out some of the problems that happened in the first season? Like, can we actually try to shut down some illegal zoos and like talk more about why? I don't know. It, It just... Can we can we arrest Doc Antle for all of his horrible hijinks? Like it was just such a weird, bizarre thing. Yeah, it was had no real plot to it. It was kind of weird to see the documentary. Kind of gives you the it, it gives you enough moral guiding where you're like, okay, this is all wrong, right? Yeah. Like there's no there's really no question about any of it being wrong, right? But the way that it frames these people is like they're quirky. Yes. It's, it's never it's never like uh, it never takes the tone of this person should be stopped. It's like, yeah, what are you going to do? That's old so and so like there's never really any big yeah, like it shows horrible crimes against animals. And yet the main guy that's doing the crimes against animals is like some sort of weird antihero like Harley yeah. Quinn. Like, oh, yeah. well, whatever, because Carol's not doing any better. Like, that's how they frame it. And then yeah. they don't even talk about, like, okay, how does zoo accreditation work? Yeah. They just make Carol look out to be a huge hypocrite because, yeah. like, she says, animals shouldn't be in cages, and then there's an animal in a cage right behind her. Like, it's just... It's a very amoral documentary. Yes, it is. Like, there's it no, there's no real, anything. Yeah, it just kind of gives you a freak show, and that's that. I think that was enough for us at the start of 2020. We kind of needed a distraction. But think about like what kind of serious fallout could that have had by people that watched that? Because sure. everybody went into their pandemic projects. What if somebody did see the documentary and decided to get a big animal? Oh, sure. Like yeah. it didn't stop any bad things from happening. Yeah, it more it just, just kind of oh. showed sometimes there's consequences other times there's not 
Yeah, if you're a rich guy like Doc Antle and you're doing an yeah. illegal zoo, like yeah, it's it's cool. But yeah. if you're if you're Joe Exotic, you, you know, you get arrested. So it's yeah. just it it was it's a bizarre bizarre thing. And I really I don't want there to be a season two if it's gonna be exactly like season one. Like, yeah. can we actually have some fallout for some things? Yeah. And I I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But you know what line, I want. You know what I want. You know what Netflix true crime docu series. I want another season of what making a murderer. Okay. I want a third season because the case is still happening. Right. And it's actually interesting. And yeah. like the episodes are actually interesting. They're a little long. I'll give you that. But mm-hmm. like that's the real first true crime case. Was that your stomach growling? It was. Okay. Yeah. That was the first true crime case that really got me onto true crime. Yeah. So I really I want another season of that. I, I don't want that. another season of this. This is done. Like yeah. we're done with this. And we're not sure when the documentary is going to be dropping again, Tiger King 2. But we do know that it's slated for this year at some point we My don't guess, know who the focus is going to be on either like it could be on jeff Lowe, it could be yeah. on doc antle it could be on carol it could be yeah. on anybody so my guess is going to be holiday season this year probably so it is dropping later this year i just rechecked the article so it's coming out later 2021 this year. yeah oh so. wow I'm thinking probably we holiday season. We need way season. more information then because no, the, the Netflix trailer itself trailer, they haven't right? even really released any sort of teasers for it. They just made the announcement that it's happening. So, yeah. so they have all the footage and they haven't even done a trailer yet. Or it's still roughly in development. Honestly, that's pretty rude. <laughs> At least give us a trailer. <laughs> give us a trailer. Come on. So speaking of pretty exciting things that are happening that we do have footage of. Yes, let's go. Um, in Suriname, the vice president. Okay, wait. Pause. Where is that? Suriname is in um, Africa. It's a small South Africa. African nation. Yeah. Uh, oh. Yeah. Small South African nation. I thought it nation. was um, very small. South American. So I was like, I don't know where that would be though, because I feel like I know where. It oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. Re- re- regroup. Okay. So speaking of things that are exciting that we actually do have footage of, a 60-year-old vice president of a tiny South American nation picked himself to play for the pro soccer team that he owns. Was it Genovia? In an elite match. No, it was not Genovia. The fictional Disney... I almost said DC. The fictional Disney uh, country? Yeah. That was in Princess... Diaries. Diaries. I was going to say Princess Bride. No, Princess Diaries. So the Suriname president, vice president... So Suriname that's in... South America. South America. Okay. Um, His name is Ronnie Brunswick. His last name is a Swedish last name, actually. Um, He started up front for Mogan Tepo, the soccer team that he owns... In a big match. So basically like the equivalent of their like World Series or something. Like it's a very big game. Okay. The Quidditch World Cup. Yes. It was the Quidditch World Cup. Yes. <laughs> the one thing that you understand sports wise, which Cup. is Quidditch. Yes, of course. Yes. I understand Quidditch. Yes. So this would be like if Kamala Harris jumped in on like a professional team here in America to play in a soccer match. Or if Boris Johnson from the UK Jumped in with other professional soccer players. This? You know, it's kind of fantastic. <laughs> There's footage of the guy. And listen, he this guy, like Shaq. I saw he's Ronnie a, can run. He's a, he's a athlete. He was able to actually run. He's got kind of a beer gut, but he was actually out there moving, which, yeah. hey, right. now the team did get beat six to zero, which is a pretty big margin for a soccer loss. That's pretty big. You typically see like one O victories or two O victories or like one one ties. Soccer is kind of hard. Yes. It's a hard to six, like score a goal in soccer, right? A six zero. Yes. A six zero defeat. You got stomped. Okay. Well, and I read that he played up until they were losing by three. Yes. And then he substituted himself out because, by the way, we missed that line. 
he gave himself the captain position as well. Yes. So the man who is the vice president of this nation in a stadium named after him appointed himself the lead position and captain of the team that he owns. All right. In a pro match. Let's go. Let's Um, go. This article that I was reading actually gave a little bit more history behind the guy. And yeah, I didn't scroll down far enough, and so yes. I missed all that. So, what kind of atrocities has he committed? So listen, <laughs> here we go. I didn't even read it. I just guessed. So he's been Suriname's <laughs> vice president since July 2020 after having previously founded and led the rebel group Jub- Jungle Commando, which sought to free That's the Suriname group name. Pe- yeah, from military dictatorship during the Surinamese interior war in the late 80s. In 1999... He was accused of cocaine trafficking by the Dutch government and was sentenced um, in absentia to eight years in prison. Then in 2005, here we go. This is my favorite part of the article. Okay. In 2005, he was suspended by Suriname's National Football Association for threatening a player on the soccer field with a handgun. (laughs) So this is like a bad dude. The dude is wild. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's a wild he's dude. A bad, he's the villain. So um, a New York Times profile from an earlier uh, article this year, and I think this might have been a write-up from him, described him, quote, as an elite paratrooper, a soccer player, a wanted bank robber, guerrilla leader, gold baron, and father to at least 50 children during his lifetime. Oh, my gosh. I want to note that after the soccer game that he put himself in, um, there's footage of him in the opposing team's locker room handing out large wads of cash and then walking out with the opposing team. It's just, just, it has twists and turns. You know that TikTok audio that's like, I don't think I'm the villain. Am I the villain? Yeah. Me? This I'm guy, the villain? This, guy this guy's the wild. villain. We're talking about we need a like different documentary. We need a documentary about Ronnie Brunswick. That guy's insane. And bad. Out of pocket. And yeah. bad. I mean, like, say and bad. It's bad. Yeah. If you threaten a guy on a soccer field with a handgun, you're you a bad guy. You love chaos, so you need to say it's okay, a bad yeah. dude. I love the chaos surrounding this guy. Okay. <laughs> Whatever bad things he's done, I'm going to say all right Atrocities. now. Atrocities. He's a bad dude. Yes. Okay, okay. Okay. You threaten a guy, minimum, at the very minimum, if all he ever did was threaten a guy on a soccer pitch with a handgun, bad enough for me. That's bad. Okay, good, good. <laughs> we do need a documentary about this guy because this is If we're going to do documentaries about bad people, let's have it be an interesting bad person and right. have a good thesis at the end. A okay? guy who puts himself on his own soccer team during a professional soccer league match, that's kind of a fun, quirky guy I can get behind. The handgun thing, the cocaine trafficking. Yeah. Maybe that's just not, not, not go that's that far. That's a little much. A little much. A little much. So going into your weekend, do your very best to avoid threatening anyone with handguns. Especially don't, during soccer games. Don't watch Tiger King. Don't watch Tiger King. But do watch Catfish. Do watch Catfish. Um, if you own a professional soccer team, don't put yourself in. No, unless you're really good. Yeah, that's just bad management. Let your let your employees work for you, right? Yeah, yeah. I love that. Have a great weekend. We love you guys. Take care.